going on, everybody? Welcome back. Droid Life Show today. This is episode 111. Uh, it's June 3rd. I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going, Tim here? So we've taken almost two weeks off. We did a special IO show, talked about a lot of stuff, and then uh, oh, we just didn't have time for a show last week. So we have lots to catch up on this week because we're about to go through this period of middle of June randomly where we're going to get a couple of new phones, right? We're going to get new Moto products next week. And then the following week after that, OnePlus 3 is launching. It's just weird. It's throwing us off a little bit. Uh, I'm actually going to be on vacation during that time. So we'll see how that works. Thanks everyone for launching phones in June, which never happens. Uh, But we've also got some other stuff to talk about. There's new Nexus news involving Huawei and Sundar and Note 6 stuff to talk about and Google Home and now on tap. And there's new Asus phones and there's even a Batman S7 Edge that was introduced a week ago. So plenty to talk about. We'll try to get through this in around an hour and not keep you guys too long on this Friday. Uh, so we wanted to start, though, with uh, Google CEO Sundar Pichai. He sat down at Recode's Code Conference this week, and uh, he talked about a lot of stuff. But what we really care about is the Nexus stuff he jumped into. And uh, it's, I don't, I don't know that I would call it controversial stuff, but it's definitely information and, uh, and, and definitely worth talking about. So uh, essentially what he said was that they will be... Well, so the conversation went to um, Walt Mossberg from Recode asking Sundar if they're going to build their own phone. And he didn't even consider the fact that Project Aura is essentially Google building their own phone. But anyways, he went into it and Sundar said, no, we're, you know, we're, we're actually going to invest more effort into Nexus. And, uh, and Walt thought that meant building his own phone or building their own phone. And that's not what the Nexus program is. Sundar said, no, 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 no. We're still working with partners and all this stuff. But what we might do since we're investing more effort in is uh, look to do things like uh, he said, thoughtfully add more features on top of stock Android. Um, he said, there's a lot of software innovation to be had. And then he also said, we're probably going to be more opinionated about design of the Nexus line. So essentially what he's saying, at least I took it as, is Nexus is more of a focus than it ever has been for Google. Um, so years ago, we talked about Nexus line maybe going away. And, and now we're at the point where, no, 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 Nexus is here to stay. And this is what we're investing heavily in. And we see areas where we can make it even stock Android even better and better by adding on features. And uh, we're also going to be more opinionated on design, even though Huawei and LG and these companies are making the phones for us. We're pretty much going to tell them exactly what we want it to look like is what it sounds like. So what did you take from that? Are you, are you thrown off by the fact that he's talking about adding on software? I mean, are we talking about bloatware here or are we just talking about we love everything Google does so we don't care? I, I don't know. What did you take from that? Yeah, I mean, I have a really hard time even sort of figuring out what he means when he says, like, new features on top of stock Android. I mean, I just figured stock Android was just everything that's in the open source project would just be inside. Like, have they just not been including everything that they do for Android on Nexus phones? Like, it's sort of vague. Like, it it says a lot, but it's actually vague. (laughs) So it's hard to, I guess quantify exactly what Sundar means. Um, although I, I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, I will uh, say that. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think new features for Android are good. It's just, you know, it's hard to really 
put your thumb on what exactly he means, right? So I don't see this bloatware. I don't think it's going to be like third party jankified stuff. You know, I don't think they're going to be working with partners or anything like that to include uh, other additional features. They're not going to like preload white pages or something like that. Yeah, that would be bad news. Uninstallable yellow pages apps and things like that. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, we don't know, right? But I would hope not. I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, very interesting. Maybe you know, maybe they're talking about just apps in general. Like there are certain, there are certain Google apps that don't come on Nexus phones, like Waze or something like that. You know, where you'll see it in Google Play saying like developed by Google or something when that's not entirely the case technically it is now but um maybe loading up those kind of like third-party options to google's applications which would be okay but then again doesn't make any sense because i always feel like google's applications are way better than those third-party apps like i see some uber drivers using ways and i'm like dude why aren't you using google maps i don't i don't get it so because they have the integration right so Hard to say exactly, although it has me a bit excited, although at the same time, a bit nervous. I'm, I'm nervous, nervously excited for what he means. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think he could just mean, well, number one, I think he just could mean they have other apps in mind that they see that they can add features into, right? Like, yeah, Duo like and the, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, um, like stock Android is, it's, I mean, we just consider Google's version of Android, I think, like stock Android in a way. Um, But like they've, you know, remember they decoupled everything like a long time ago. Like Mm -hmm. the phone app is on Google Play now. So like, it's almost like there's stock Android, which I guess could be AOSP. And then Google's using that, or and that's what they distribute to everyone or whatever. And they're putting that on the phone and then they kind of have already been adding on their own vision, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. obviously there's the Google apps and that's part of the package you get with Google Play, like they send to Samsung and whoever else. But like, they have their own phone app. It's not that like, that's not a part of AOSP anymore, right? So maybe it's just like, they have new apps that they, that are Google apps that they want to add on. I mean, I, it's not like this is a skin, right? Like they ship the stock skin, so it's still stock Android in terms of the looks and stuff, but I mean, maybe they just have some other things they want to build in. I don't. Maybe Daydream is not part of stock Android. <laughs> I mean, it has to be, but like, maybe it's things like that. I, I don't look at it as necessarily bloatware because I tend to use the Google apps and I tend to prefer like Google's take on it. Like we talk about that, right? Like with Nexus phones, what we like about them, we've said this for years, is we like them because we like Google's vision for Android. And sure. so I guess if Sundar says we're going to invest in new software opportunities on top of stock Android, <laughs> I guess I'm okay with that because I prefer their vision for Android. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, maybe maybe Android is merely just a, a skeleton these days, right? It's just like a, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a big pile of code. And then they give the skeleton to LG, Samsung, HTC, and they say, all right, you fill in the gaps. And uh, put on your own skin, whatever. But but at the same time, I mean, we see other companies who, at least in the mind of the tech Android bloggers and Android blog readers, they succeed when they remove like those uh, the gap fills and the skins and all. Then they revert that stock Android look, that vanilla look, and we see that as a positive. 
maybe Google doesn't necessarily, maybe they want these companies to make it their own and now they want to make it their own. There's a lot of air quotes going on and it's just ridiculous. So many air quotes. <laughs> it's so big, but um, I guess yeah. I just kind of look at it as he, they're just going to do more of what they've been doing, you know, cause they decoupled it all. So they could, so they had like their own set of apps and services that they kind of wanted to use with Android and obviously, a lot of those are available to everyone, but they just include those in the Nexus package. And so, I guess I just see them. I just see them doing more of that. Although most of their apps that they create, are, you know, are kind of open to everyone. Right. Although I guess the dialer is not really in the camera app. I don't know. Yeah, I think the camera app is too. Camera. I don't know. I just look at them making new apps that they can throw on top. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we shall see. Uh, one commenter on YouTube says, I trust Google with adding extra features without bringing on the jank. And, and, you know, it, I sort of revert back to when Google has misstepped in terms of jank on Android. I think it was it was Lollipop, where it was like a huge... It, it was just half-baked, right? And I think it, and a lot of... And that, that initial jank launch trickled down to a lot of users who had phones that had third-party skins. And when it came to time to update phones, a lot of people were having issues because Lollipop itself was just so jankified. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, Google sort of learned from their mistakes. I mean, they have all, they put on the Android developer site, like, yeah, the, the things we're doing are uh, is removing jank. We're trying to not be so janky. I love that word. I just love it that Google adopt. I mean, you've been saying that word for, I don't even know how many, I mean, it's not like you invented the word, but I feel like you've talked about it more than anyone on earth. And all of a sudden (laughs) Google now saying it, I kind of, I feel like, like you and droid life deserve some sort of credit for that. Oh yeah. We coined it. We coined it for Android and at least all the lag and crap. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to quantify the poor experience uh, with the user interface. Jank. So, I think it's a good thing. I mean, going back to just the initial point, I think that Google has learned from their jank mistakes and moving forward, you know, they're not going to build on some, some bloatware or anything like that. It's not like this whole package. That's a skin that changes everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Although it would be sort of cool if Google had sort of that vanilla Android, but then they had like a, a googly, skin right a googly extra special googly material design yeah like it's all white with shades of red yellow green and blue it's kind of like just trickled we'll see maybe it's very well maybe a googly skin but the other side of that is the design stuff and i i mean i've always liked the designs of most nexus phones i mean like the 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 5x is kind of cheap feeling um but they've well, always, I always felt like they've kind of done, well, the, the 6P definitely looks like a Huawei phone. I mean, don't get me wrong. It has Google, you know, Nexus branding, but it looks a lot like most of the other Huawei phones. Um, so, is it a, sorry, I was going to say, is it a coincidence that the Huawei P6 or whatever this uh, looks like the 6P? Is that what this is? The P6? Is that uh, P9? P9. P9. All right. So 6P backwards, reverse it. <laughs> well, that's why like all Huawei's phones, I feel like look the same. Like the Honor yeah. 5X looks like that phone too, which right. kind of looks like the 6P. So I, I, I wouldn't, 
I guess I wouldn't be sad if they start actually using their own googly language. You know, most mm. of the product school designs look fairly cool. You know, like Google Home, that's definitely a googly kind of product. 6P looks like a Huawei phone with Nexus branding on it. So it wouldn't yeah. be kind of cool to see them create phones that really are their own ideas for design. But then, like, why are you having Huawei make them, right? It, it, like, if, if you're going to design the whole thing rather than sort of use their language and tweak it a little bit, why don't you just make your own Nexus and just call it the Google Nexus made by Google? <laughs> I mean, I know that's not the point of Nexus. They like partnering with people. But right. if you're going to take more opinion into design, then you might as well just make your own damn phone. Yeah, definitely. I think the last two Nexus phones that actually looked like Nexus or at least like Google phones were the Nexus 4 and the Nexus 5. Everything after that, like the Nexus 6, it just looks like a big Motorola phone, yeah. which it was, right? And then Nexus 6P looks just like a big Huawei phone. So you definitely have a point there that Google could, in fact, get a bit more stingy or a little bit more involved with the design, which would be good. I mean, the Nexus 4 look looks like no other phone on the planet, right? With that back sort of right. awesome design and stuff, all glassed out that mm-hmm. cracks super easily. Definitely cool. And uh, yeah, so that would be good, I think. That'd be a good step. Although we don't want like a Pixel phone, right? That costs $800. Right. That's the other thing, right? We don't want that either. So yeah. So I mean, that would be awesome. But yeah, Pixel phone would be fine. But I just. All right. So in in sort of related ish Nexus news, um, Huawei's Richard Yu sat down at a conference, I believe in China, and the Wall Street Journal ran an interview with him. And uh, he essentially said that we're going to have a uh, Google's Daydream VR ready. Uh, we'll have a phone that can take advantage of that this fall. Um, he didn't necessarily say anything about Nexus. And we already knew Huawei was a partner um, with of moving forward with Daydream. So we knew they were going to have a phone. But he said this fall. Uh, and then basically on the same day, the general manager of Huawei's consumer division down in South Africa told Gearburn, um, sorry, Gearburn, I, I don't necessarily know who you are, but you must be South African media outlet, I would guess, South Africa. But um, she said to them, um, by the way, we're making another Nexus this year. So, <laughs> um, What a fail. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I don't think the general manager of Huawei's consumer group in South Africa is supposed to be outing those plans, but she did. And uh, so it's just... I, I, it's probably not a coincidence, probably, or it probably is a coincidence that just happened to you know, be on the same day. Uh, but so Richard, you said fall, we have a VR phone or VR ready phone coming. And the G, the general manager for them says basically on the same day that, Hey, we're also making another Nexus this year. So uh, I don't know that that means Nexus phone with VR. Um, she didn't say phone. And we've heard all these rumors that HTC's making Nexus phone. So I mean, Huawei's making Nexus tablets. God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, we really don't need new tablets. I think we've talked about this a lot, right? But yeah. Well, they, maybe but they have to make a tablet because they're doing multi-window and they're trying to make Android better on tablets, which they're like four years too late on. But yeah. I feel like there has to be a tablet. And they could be making a uh, Chromebook or something. A, a Nexus Chromebook. I mean, yeah. you could, no. Yeah, that'd be kind of Nexus... So, Pixel. I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, would you be fine if, if Huawei made another Nexus? I, I'm certainly fine with that. I like sure, the why not? Um, make it just like the P9 and take off the dual camera or whatever. You know what? Just have one camera and make it a mono, monochrome camera. Don't allow for color photography. <laughs> and black and white only. 
this phone is legit. Like I've played, well, I technically I played with it for five minutes, but the software is so terrible. Like I'm not going to put a SIM in it. I refuse. So make it just like this. And same size and everything. Yeah. Same size, same feel. Everything feels super preem. Oh but, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I actually did use it for a few days and I wanted to love it so much. Like in hand, I was like, this is the phone I this want phone. in my hand all the yeah. time. And then the software just crapped all over everything and I couldn't handle it. Yeah, software is so bad. I'm actually, after the show, I think I'm going to take a stroll through XDA and see what I can do about it. Have you, you looked can. into that at all? Yeah, no, I actually did. Because I said, if I can hack this damn thing and put some sort of stock Android experience on there, it will be a phone I will probably use right now. And the problem is it's it's running Huawei's Kirin processor and there's like oh, no God. drivers for it. And so developers can't do anything with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, you're screwed. So Huawei, apparently there's not much of a uh, ROM community because <laughs> Huawei is like closed down everything you possibly wanted to make a ROM with. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, that's a misstep on their part. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, they know that a, a third-party ROM community is what drives their sales, right? For anything. They, don't, they clearly don't know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Android. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll be the next one. Because remember, it was Samsung forever. People used to cry at Samsung for not giving a drivers or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I think Qualcomm even went through it for a while. But maybe yeah. the next will be Huawei. Everyone will be like, dude, we want to hack your phone. Will you do this? And maybe they will. Yeah, well, I mean, two years ago, Huawei was but a footnote. Um, but now they, they're blowing up, so they might want to start thinking about it. They probably can't, though, open up all of that, because then we'll figure out that they really are spying on us. Oh, my. Okay, shots fired. In the dark. So, yeah, but to your point, yeah, I'd be totally down with another Huawei Nexus phone. Although, I mean, all the rumors would suggest that HTC is planning on one, which I don't know whether I like that or not. I have been using the HTC 10 now for quite a while. Um, and it's nice, but at the same time, I feel like I might go back to the S7 Edge. I sort of miss the camera on there. The camera experience, yeah. not all that groovy, mm-hmm. although the battery life is, I think, a lot better than what I had on the Samsung phone. So we'll see, right? I mean, first world problems. I don't it know. Sounds like you're feeling kind of like me. Like I, I remember the HTC 10 and doing the review and going through the whole review period. I was like, this is a really nice phone, but there was something about the S7 that just kept pulling me back. And I even picked up the 10 again a week or so ago, and I just basically put it right back down. Oh, no, I brought it with me to IO because I was like, oh, the S7, maybe the battery will die in the middle of the day, and I'll just swap over to the 10, and I never turned the 10 on. <laughs> so, anyways. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we at, Real quick, I want to touch on a comment that was made inside of the chat. Um Totally, it's unrelated, but is the Huawei watch still worth getting? It's so pricey. So mm. I think the price is still like around 350 bucks mm. for just the, the basic model, which is stainless steel, black leather bands. I would say, no, it's not worth getting. So we have no um, indication from Huawei if they're going to be launching a Huawei watch too. I, that they made too many skews in my opinion. So yeah. the, the watch ranges from 350 all the way to $800 for the all rose gold one, which I rock from time to time. <laughs> but too many SKUs, so they might have to scale it back a bit, maybe have two, 
three tops. I mean, you can't, um, you're not going to expect to just go through all these watches right now. They have two more SKUs, which are intended just for the ladies with the jewel and the elegant. So they've got all these different models. I don't know what exactly they were thinking, right? Because this is their first Android Wear watch, yet they're just. They're just falling out. They're like, you know what? Ten models of Huawei watch. Jam it down their throats. America I'm loves the, us. I'm on the Amazon listing for it. So you can get the cheapest one with the black leather band. Mm-hmm. It is, is discounted to like 320 on Amazon right now, but yeah, normally 350 uh, Yeah, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've, yeah, they have 10. There's 10 versions on Amazon you can buy. Ten. That's nuts. I mean, I know with the Moto 360, right? You could customize it. So technically they sure, have. Sure, but it's, that's one. That's technically like one skew though. Or two, because they've got the bigger one, the 42 and the 46. Yeah. So to me, that's two skews. But here they yeah, definitely got a few. And I'm with you though. I don't know that I would tell you that unless the Huawei watch drops to like 200 bucks or something, I don't know that I would buy it. Cause it seems like they should maybe have a new version coming soon. I mean, we have, we have to keep in mind is Android wear 2.0 is coming. And I would imagine Google probably wants some people to launch new devices when 2.0 comes out, which is not coming out until later this year in the fall or something. So if you haven't bought one yet and there's not a screaming deal, it seems like you should probably wait till this fall till 2.0 comes out to see if everyone just goes new watches for 2.0. Right. Absolutely. If you start seeing the Huawei watch coming down in price significantly like that, maybe as if Huawei and Google are clearing space, clearing shell for a new watch, then maybe that could be your first indication that a new Huawei watch is coming. Now with that said, so I would say stay away from the Huawei watch at this point in time, $320 is way too much for just a black leather stainless steel watch. It's really boring looking, my opinion. Um, so stay away. Maybe if it hits $250, $199, then you can really start to uh, weigh your options. But yeah. for now, I would hold off, my opinion. Yeah, I would too. My opinion is gospel. Uh, so one last Nexus note. We ran a question this week um, and basically just asked why you aren't buying Nexus phones. And uh, look, we know a lot of our readers do because they're Android fans and they want fast updates. We talked about the reasons we would typically choose them, but there's obviously a bunch of you that don't. You buy Galaxy S7s, which is fine. Moto X Peers, HTC 10, whatever. Um, So we're just curious. And it was crazy because within like an hour, I think there was 300 comments. And as of right now, there's almost 650 just for one question. Um. And so we're just curious and let's see. I mean, the, the first one says, because there's a lack of cases, uh, someone said it's a money thing because you typically have to buy them full price. Right. So a lot of people buy phones still on monthly payment plans, things like that. And if these things aren't sold through carriers, that isn't an option. And so like, there's a really good deal today on the six P where you can get one for four twenty, but it's still $420. You have to shell out for a phone, which a lot of people don't want to do. Somebody said the hardware never impressed me. Oh my God, some guy's still using a Nexus 4. I mean, SD card slot, better yeah. screen, better camera on Samsung phones, the waterproof, water resistance. Come on, dude, it's not waterproof. And then the biggest feature I've come to love is Samsung Pay, which is, that's a, that's a good one. Um, if you have a bank that supports it, I have no bank. I've got like three banks. None of them support it. It's total garbage. Yeah. One guy said not on Verizon. So the new ones do work on Verizon, but for years that was definitely a problem. A lot of people just want Google to sell them on a payment plan and then they would buy them. I'm actually kind of surprised Google hasn't figured out a way to do like a Google payment plan for Nexus. 
if they if they're if they're really serious about Nexus phones, they're not. I think they should do that. I know, but you know, some just say like we're investing yeah. more. Sure, um, that's a possibility. I mean, Motorola started doing that, which was really cool, and that's how I think one of our f- friends got uh, the Moto Moto X Pure Edition was on a payment plan. So it mm-hmm. it makes sense. But then again, Google has never taken the Nexus program at least very seriously. But now maybe with that you know, revamping of the seriousness, <laughs> we could see a, a payment plan. I just don't, I don't like that, right? Like it better be interest free for two years or something like that. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I don't I think want it's how Google- Motorola does it. I think they give you like 18 months free, no interest as long as you pay it off. Then they probably Which is good. You, but if you don't, but yeah, 50%, but I would hope so. I, I don't want that scummy type of stuff going on. Interest right, which rates is why I would hope Google would like hopefully do it properly and not just yeah. scam everyone. Definitely. Uh, there, there, so there's plenty of reasons not to buy a Nexus phone, yeah. uh, in my opinion. I mean, like I don't use a Nexus phone right now, and I'm living just fine. Um, HTC software has gotten a lot better. Samsung software has gotten a lot better, and that was usually the reason I stayed away from yeah. those third-party OEM phones. So yeah. things are just getting better for the Android platform in general. Things are better. Yeah. So. I think a lot of people in these comments are just saying, because I buy my phones through my carrier still, and they're not there. And the financing issue, because I don't really want to just shell out 500 bucks for the top tier Nexus. I, I, I totally get that. Totally get that. So there you go, Google. Well, I don't want Google to sell them at carriers because I don't want Google. It's because the last time they did that was the Nexus 6 and they had to price the thing at 700 bucks to make <laughs> carriers happy and then they sold 10 of them. So stay away from that. But Google, if they just offered a financing plan, like the Google version of a financing plan, I think it would totally make sense. Actually, do they They don't do that through Fi, do they? Maybe sign up for Fi and get a phone. But, Can you do a monthly payment plan? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure you you do. I can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happens. Like, I know you can buy it through five, but yeah, can you just set up a monthly? I don't know. I guess I haven't. I think that the, the, the price of the phone goes towards your monthly rate. Um, that's easily Googleable. So someone could Google that, but I'm pretty oh, sure that's what happens. Right there. Eric Ortiz says, five does device payments without interest. There you go. There you go. So what I'm thinking, that even, even a more Googly way to finance would be, You've got your phone, uh, make payments on it for two years, and then they just forgive it. Forgive the loan, and then you just have the phone. I think that'd be fine. I mean, it gets more phones out there. That's more activations for them. Increases the numbers of the platform. Very googly. And then they're basically selling the phone at cost, which, I mean, come on, this is Google. That's fine. So two years of payments, rest is forgiven, period, be done with it. That'd be cool, in my opinion. Yeah, it'd be nice if they would do something like that for sure. Yeah, not going to happen. You know. Come on, Google. Oh, well, if they're doing it for Fi, then we just need them to open it up to everyone else that's not on Fi. Right. I'm sorry, Google. Not everyone wants to be on Fi because not everyone lives in a city. Damn it. Uh, all right. So moving on from Nexus stuff this week. Well, I shouldn't say this week you did. Like a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if we can actually say that. But anyway, oh, Samsung yeah. announced... <laughs> Samsung announced uh, two new products this week, uh, which we knew were coming because they've been leaked time and time again, the Gear Fit 2 and the Icon X earbuds. So you've actually had some time with both of them. Do you just want to talk about each of those, what you think, what they are, all that stuff? Yeah, I actually have the Gear Fit 2 in my hands 
I received oh it this God. morning, but I won't be reviewing it because I'm sort of lazy and um, I don't think there's an activity tracker for Call of Duty. So I'm going to be handing the gear fit two over to Kellen and he'll be reviewing it. Hey. Yeah, so hopefully he gets it out um, sooner or later. I don't I don't know if anyone. I don't know why I'm excited because I trashed the first one so badly, but this right. one looks cool. Anyway, you talk about it. This one from the experience I had is way better than the OG Gear Fit, which was released in like uh, April 2014, I believe. So I they've had years ago. yeah, they've had two years to work on this thing, and from what I saw, it was really it was uh, I can't say like really good, but it, it was much better than the first one. So Super AMOLED display, which looks nice. I mean, it goes into the strap very nicely. If you know the design of what we're talking about then it's as if the the curved display sort of melds into the band itself and the band sort of similar to what you'd see like on a fitbit it's um it's it's like a hard rubber but it's still pretty uh i want to say like elastic or bendy but it's definitely not sticky like the one you would find on the moto 3 uh, moto 360 sport so but the big deal at least for me and i talked about this when the first one came out that the gear fit 2 is compatible with any android device running 4.4 plus which is huge it's not just limited to the galaxy smartphones like the old one was so anyone who has an android phone basically running 4.4 plus can use it and there's a a ton new uh, activity trackers running swimming because this thing has um ip68 water and dust resistance so you can pretty much do any activity uh biking uh lift some weights um during a few of the examples you know they showed us during the media event they had someone like on a treadmill and they told me i was gonna have to be on a treadmill thankfully that was not the case and i didn't have to do any physical activity i'd have had a stroke right there but um Another big one is so the first one only allowed for 10 different notifications like email and from the stock Samsung applications. This one will show you any notification that you have on your phone. In addition, you can uh, store offline music. You can cache. I think it's up to like a thousand songs. And so if you have like Bluetooth headphones or earbuds like the Icon X earbuds, stick those in your ear. You can play your music. Don't you can leave your phone at home. It's got GPS tracking, so when you go for your runs, you can have a cute little map of you going around Central Park and then post that on Facebook, make all your friends jealous, or make them hate you. Um, What else? I mean, there's so much stuff. It's got an Exynos processor. Yeah. Oh, it's packed. Oh, there's a... There's like a very special custom built Spotify application where they've worked with Spotify to bring forth special workout playlist so as soon as you open up spotify there will be playlists for you to use depending on what it is you're doing like give me a break so i mean samsung definitely balled out and so and this uh gear fit 2 only costs 179 dollars which seems like a steal right like you you don't find a a device like this i mean unless it's maybe from garmin for like 300 bucks so it seems pretty good to me and uh, it launches. T- it's already up for pre-order. Amazon, Best Buy, Samsung, Dicks, Sporting Goods. Um, there's one other, but 179. And then it launches on June 10th. So hopefully we can uh, get the device over to Kellen, and he can sort of have it up in time, so everyone knows if they want to go into a store and pick one up. It was definitely cool. Like like the UI was not super janky or anything like it flips through screens very fast it's got the exynos processor 
Only 512 megabytes of RAM, but still seems snappy enough. And I mean, really, it's just a wearable fitness tracker. You don't need a ton. They said it, it can track your sleep. Although in the press release, once it was finally released, it didn't mention anything about sleep tracking. But they said at the press event, it'll track your sleep, wear it day, night, in the shower, whatever, man. You can wear this thing all day. The battery, 200 milliamp hours, but will last three to four days, which is much better than an Android Wear watch. So, I mean, it yeah. seems pretty cool to me. Like, on paper, for someone who wants a fitness tracker, this would be the one. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're, the one drawback is it's not tiny, right? Like, it's sort of thicker. I mean, I think the design looks way nicer than previous version. And, I mean, like, this is the Fitbit Alta, and it's kind of big in itself. And it's like 120 bucks, and it doesn't do any of the stuff you just talked about. So, at 179 bucks, though, even if it is a little thicker, it seems like... And like I said, I trashed all over the first version because I thought it was garbage. This mm-hmm. one, I'm actually kind of excited to try. And look, I try most of these fitness trackers. Like I'm on the right. Alta right now. I use Jawbones forever. I'm using a Garmin actual running watch now, which is probably what I'll use forever going forward for running. But for fitness tracking, sleep tracking, I'm totally going to use this thing and go full into it because it seems to have like all the stuff I, I would want. Yeah. I mean, I th- oh, sorry. Not go for it. I would say I only suggest that make sure just to get the full experience, make sure you're using a Samsung phone that has the S Health app, you know, install. That way you can take advantage uh, of all that. I think you, know, you can so- download that on your phone now. Oh, S- really? I think it's opened up now because they shows- probably want to. Yeah, it shows you how much I hate S Health and just the idea that there's an entire like fitness app from Samsung. I just think that's ridiculous. I would use Google Fit personally, but. I'm just uh, looking, but- yeah, it looks. I think SL's been opened all the way. Yeah, I can install oh, well, it. There you go. Yeah. So the, we've got the large. There, it comes in two models. The last one only came in one size, um, but this one does come in a small and large. We've got the large in blue, and it looks pretty good. Although I will say, so the packaging. This is the top. This is the bottom. The the device itself is face like the sticker it shows to kind of show you what the screen will look like is upside down. Totally is. And that really (laughs) grinds my gears. That means they probably took it out or his, or are the stickers like sealed and shut? Cause I was going to say almost like they took the review unit out to do something to it before. This is definitely, Oh wait, no, this definitely looks unopened. Okay. That's really funny then. (laughs) Unless they retaped it, which would just be. All right. So let's talk about the other, item because i think oh yeah people, people like headphones yeah well these are earbuds. <laughs> earbuds so they are true wireless bluetooth earbuds and they connect to any android device or well any smartphone tablet whichever device has bluetooth they'll work just fine so icon the gear icon x first of all i don't know why they had to call them gear um earbuds i didn't really understand like i get they they do offer fitness tracking due to the fact that the earbuds have a heart rate monitor built into them so really you don't even need to take a smart band your smartphone or anything with you because the earbuds also support offline music playback so they do steps heart rate all that stuff right yeah, they do all that stuff. They do um, like distance, travel, tracking. They don't do GPS, but they can track distance. Uh, and so when you say, let's just go walk through the experience. You've got the two earbuds. You have a controller bud, and then you have sort of like the um, submissive bud, I would say. Uh, stick them in your ear, and you'll hear a beep. And uh, thanks to the heart rate monitor, you can tell when you put the earbuds into your ears. You give them a little tap, 
And then um, a single tab will just start a workout process. And you can scroll through on a flat piece of the earbud on the outside, and that'll get you through the different menu options. And with they have a voice guide, which allows you to know what it is you're about to select, which sounds pretty good. And if you long press, you can go into sort of this um, ambient sound mode because each bud has two microphones built in. So it'll allow you to hear everything that's around you. So if you want to have a conversation with someone, you don't have to take the bud out, just hold it. And then you can have a conversation with them because they actually fit pretty snugly. Not, not Not a lot of air going through. So you know, to have a normal conversation, everything would sound sort of muffled or you, you would be screaming maybe, and that would be awkward. So although listening to yourself talk with the microphone in your ear is probably more awkward than screaming, at least to yourself. So they sounded pretty good. I listened to some tunes. I think I listened to uh, a little bit of ACDC or something like that. And, um, they sounded pretty good once I messed with the equalizer a little bit. Um, I think the bass was a little weak. These have dynamic drivers, so uh, at least in my opinion, the bass was a little weak. I, I like things a, a bit more deeper in the tonal range. So, But they sounded fine. The highs were good. Mids were good. It just needed a little bit more uh, low end. Uh, they are priced at $199, going to launch in Q3, so we don't have a date for them or anything like that. But they are coming. They do look pretty good. My The one downside I had for the Buzz was that uh, for $200, uh, they each feature like 42 something milliamp hour batteries. So they don't last a long time. And depending on whether you're streaming music or listening to music off in offline mode will determine how long the earbuds last. So, so they so say the two hours, sorry, which is the two hours. Don't they last about two hours? Yeah. Well, it's like an hour and a half to two hours tops. And that's in the offline mode. So in offline mode is where you're going to get the longer playback. If you're streaming, you're going to get shorter playback time, like hour 15, hour 30. So bad. Yeah, they, they, they definitely didn't give me a definitive just because I think it, it really depends, right? So They're basically saying two hours, right? Tops. I mean, they didn't say anything over two hours. <laughs> they said an hour and a half. I was being generous and said, like, yeah, up to two hours. So... So with that being said, the little case that they come in that you clip them into, it sort of looks like, oh, I forget the other product, but there's wireless earbuds that look just like this. Um, It doubles as a charging station and sort of like a external power bank. So when you plug them in, they'll start charging. I think this little case features like a 300 milliamp hour battery. So, and they charge pretty quickly. They'll go from zero to 100, about 30 minutes. So once you are... Uh, once they have drained, stick them in there. They'll charge up. You can finish your thing. I mean, the, the the point I made was that if you're going to the gym for an hour, you'll be all right. But if you're doing a marathon, you're not going to be all right. The marathon just takes way too long. Maybe not even a half marathon you might not even oh. get through. So depending on how fast you are. If you're, if you're Usain, you'll have no problem. But if you're me, they're not going to make it. <laughs> so... So yeah, the point is $200, not the best battery life, but this is early grade tech right there. I mean, this is... Skip them. Wireless boots. <laughs> sorry, that is so dollars. bad. They look cool and they feel good. So if you can snag a pair for free, definitely do it. But I personally, I wouldn't go out and spend $200 on them. <laughs> I, it, I mean, as cool as the tech is that they're fully wireless and they you know do all this stuff, that is insane. I mean... 
I, and I get that they're part of the gear line, right? So they're supposed to be for working out, but right. you can't even get like, let's say you do wear them just at the gym. So I go to the gym today and I work out for an hour and 10 minutes. Let's say I'm at the gym for an hour and 10 minutes. So tomorrow they won't get me through another session at the gym. Like I have to charge and I get it. Maybe you just have to charge them every day, but like my Jaybird blue buds X or X two, whatever the hell they're called. They have like eight hour battery life. Like I, I could get like a week's worth of workouts on those and not charge. So that is crazy. And like you said, if you go run a half marathon, they're not going to make you through the half marathon. Yeah. So the other product uh, is the Braggy Dash. I think that's how you pronounce it. So wireless earbuds, they look just like this. And I hear they're rated very well. So although I don't forget, I forget how much they cost, but they're, if you were weighing maybe to get these, check out the Braggy Dash, B-R-A-G-I Dash. They look just like them. I had a buddy hit me up after I saw these and was like, uh, you know that Samsung totally ripped off the Braggy Dash, right? And I was Braggy like, Dash is $300, though. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is the Braggy Dash? So $300 for the Braggy Dash. You could just get these for 200 Maybe have a little less battery life, but that's fine. You're saving a hundred bucks. I've never heard of the Braggy Dash, but I'm looking at them now. They yeah. the Braggy Dash has three hour battery life. It says, and they so do that'll the get you through charger. a half marathon. Yeah, they do the same charger thing. Oh yeah, they have a little charger dock thing or something. No, yeah, they do a little case. Yeah, same little case. deal. Yeah, they totally did rip off the Braggy Dash, but yeah. There's probably not that much innovation you can do in fully wireless earbud things, right? I mean, they all are going to look the same and work the same. Three hundred bucks though for those. Three fifty for the black. Three hundred for the white. <laughs> no, so at least Samsung's two hundred bucks undercutting them. Yeah, one one comment on the actual post I wrote saying after getting the Braggy Dash and being pretty disappointed in in, in its connection stability, hmm. I'm really hoping these Gear X are much better. Pretty excited for them. So at least one guy is going to get them. Samsung's making a profit already. But the other thing is you can't, and obviously, like I said, these are supposed to be a workout thing. But if you bought these, say, take a trip somewhere, I want to watch a movie, you can't even watch a whole damn movie. That's true. Hmm. (laughs) You can watch a couple, you know, Game of Thrones. You can watch one Game of Thrones episode, and then you would die with like 15 minutes left in the second episode. Damn, I would miss the red wedding if I was watching yeah, that episode. That's exactly right. You would, you could be using these or the Preggy <laughs> Dash and not make it through to the red wedding. I, I don't know. I, I like, I, I like the idea of fully wireless earbuds. And as someone who runs, like that would be nice to not have a wire. But I mean, if if I have to recharge them every damn workout, that just seems like a pain. And I guess you slot it in the little case and it charges it. It's not like that big of a deal, but. And they take a half an hour to charge too. Like if I plug in these X2, these Jaybird X2s, I think in five minutes they get like a half an hour worth of charge. Damn. (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm not sold on these at all. I think they sound like overpriced garbage. (laughs) Least you could do is try them, hater. Yeah, I know. Battery life's all I need to know. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's see. So a week ago, or did you have anything else to share? We don't know when these are coming out, right? Just Q3, 200 bucks. Q3, 200 bucks. Take it or leave it. All right. We'll we'll have more when they finally do launch. Uh, let's see. In somewhat older news, uh, Moto Z modules leaked from EvLeaks. 
And uh, he also showed us a new picture of the Droid Edition Moto Z. So we're talking about these again, even though it's week old news, because they're going to announce these next week, probably. Uh, Tim will be at press events in San Francisco with Lenovo, who's showing these off. And uh, yeah, we got to look at the first module. So one's a camera module, one is a JBL speaker, and one is the Pico projector, which was talked about before. Um, I think the phone is growing on me design wise. <laughs> this is the droid edition, but it looks exactly like the Moto Z. It just says droid in the camera housing um, and it's golden black. And I actually kind of like the look of it. And I actually am all about their design for modules where you can just, cause they're talking about these about snapping the industry or something like that. So it basically means you're going to snap modules onto the back, connect them through the pins that are on there. And that's just how it's going to work. It's probably gonna be really, really easy to do. I think it's a pretty brilliant idea. I know there's been some haters over modules and, and, and stuff like that. But I like if, if this, if this phone is anything like, the Moto X Peer, last Moto X phones, it'll have simple, basic Android with the Moto Suite. Hopefully the camera's good, uh, but the design looks fairly nice. I mean, it's a little iPhone-ish, yes. Um, but then you, so you'll get like the good Motorola phone, which you know you're going to get. And then you also get these modules. Like it's like a bonus. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with what they're doing here. I, the, the design, like I've said a few times, is growing on me. Uh, at first, I was like, "Oh, what the hell is that?" And uh, but now it's okay. It's kind of dope. Like I really want that black and rose gold looking one. Mm-hmm. That looks sick. I do too. Although, if that's a droid phone, then I I probably want no part of it at all. So, right. and it'll probably be an exclusive droid color. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. So, the the attachments for it, the modules, I'm actually pretty excited for that. Like these, like those actually look like modules, right? Or like attachments that serve some good purpose. Uh, adding a big old camera or um, having a projector, big speakers. I mean, that's cool stuff to me. So I think it's definitely a good thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I just don't look at it as being a bad thing. Like Motorola for three years now has made pretty good phones. Moto X Pure Edition was a really good phone. They finally put a decent camera in it. Sure, it wasn't the best camera ever, but it had a good camera. We always like their designs. We like their software approach. So I don't I don't see anything wrong with this phone, this phone and this idea of modules. Like assuming they haven't just blown up everything and they're going to throw some garbage Lenovo skin on it. I just assume it's going to be a good phone with mostly stock Android and the Moto suite. And then this camera will probably be better than last year. So it should Hmm. be good. And then they're going to toss in this like bonus edition of modules. And look, if you don't want modules, don't, don't buy any, like it's, you know, it's just one of those things like just don't buy the modules. But if you do see modules that work, this implementation is actually pretty cool. You just slap the damn thing on the back and you added a JBL speaker. Like that's kind of cool. I know one person who won't be buying modules and it's one person in our comment section who says the camera module looks like SH uh, asterisk T. Doubt it. Doubt it zooms given how flat the module is probably just for the look but probably has a better higher res camera module, but no zoom. So say it totally looks like a zoom camera to me. (laughs) In fact, it doesn't look all that flat either. It actually looks, (laughs) it looks like a topographical map, dude. It looks pretty big. So 
Well, and the thing with this module, it's not like, so LG and the G5, they put a camera grip on, but it still just uses the same camera. This is like a standalone camera. Like it's going to cover up the actual camera module on the phone and be its own camera. And it's supposed to be a Hasselblad camera. So it should be a fairly high end camera module that could potentially take like point and shoot good pictures, not just smartphone camera. Like it, this is actually a real camera attachment. Sort of like how this is a Leica phone. (laughs) No, this is like a real camera. (laughs) You're basically attaching a camera, a standalone camera to a phone here. This isn't just a grip and you're still using the camera. This is like this. You can tell this isn't just like a cutout where it's going to use the camera. Like this is an actual, its own camera. Well, That's actually then, a pretty big deal. So if we're talking Hasselblad, then this would need to be $300. Well, yeah, it's probably going to be expensive. Yeah. So they'll sell a few. Yeah, tops. so they'll sell like six tops. You'll buy one. I'll buy <laughs> one. I'll be one of the six probably. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, but that's the thing though, is at least, like, let's say it's 250 bucks or something, right? And then you don't have to buy one of their full cameras and you just attach it to your phone and take pictures that hopefully don't suck. But it's, it's an interesting, and like the, you know, there's supposedly a picture of a JBL speaker. If you don't want to go shell out for your own Bluetooth JBL speaker, you could turn your phone into one. I don't know. Like I, I get the idea of modules and I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think Motorola here, Moto, Lenovo, whatever the hell their name is. I think they're at least doing it properly. So Definitely. I guess I would hope that say they're making these modules and they cost that much, then I would think that they should uh, allow these modules to fit on the next, next year's phones, right? Like you'd want them to be sort of like future proof, maybe at least two years or something like that would be extremely helpful. Yeah. So that's one of the issues you run into, right? With, with the whole module idea is okay. Well, if I buy modules this year for this phone, and I buy a new phone next year, are they going to be okay? Are they going to work? Because that's that's a big thing, right? If the, the idea of modules, in, in terms of like, if you look at Project Aura, and I know this has nothing to do with Aura, but Aura's idea initially, which Google has now gone away from, is that you buy a shell that can be constantly upgraded. So if Motorola doesn't release a phone that these modules everyone could invest in, if they if they make a phone next year that they don't work in, that's pretty crappy on their part. Like if you're going to invest in a Hasselblad camera, mm-hmm. it better work for more than one year. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's my point. Exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. So I have screenshotted or I'm screen sharing the attachment. So everyone can see we had someone requesting that. So yeah. now everyone can see and on the left, just so to uh, be a bit more clear on the left there, we've got the projector mm-hmm. in the middle is the speaker. And on the right is the camera, obviously, that looks like a topographical map, as I stated. Yeah. And I'm so, back. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it'll be good. And and what's crazy to me is uh, they're going to show this off next week, like next Thursday morning. And the only leaks we really have are a couple of pictures from Ev Leaks and him talking about some stuff. But there's been zero other information, which is kind of fun. We don't often, and look, everything could just blow up next week and we may know everything, but, and we may get some hands on and stuff like that. But uh, rarely this day and age do we go get this close to an unveiling where we haven't already figured it all out. And we haven't really figured it all out here. So it could be fun. But then yeah. again, everything will probably blow up next week and there'll be no fun left. 
Uh, let's see. So note six or note seven. I got some renders basically based off of schematics or whatever, probably case schematics or something. And then somebody re-render it's you switch who always re- uh, does renders of these things. Anyways, we got renders today of what the note six or note seven or whatever the hell it's called. So I'm saying that because a report came out a week or so ago that said Samsung may just change it to note seven because they want all of their phones to line up with the same name, right? So we have S7, S7 Edge. They want Note 7 instead of Note 6 so that they can kind of just carry the 7 and then next year they could carry 8 along or whatever. I, I get that. So they may skip Note 6 and just jump right to 7. So anyways, that's why I'm saying we don't know the name. Uh, either way, we got renders today. So the renders basically so like a Note with Edge. It's <laughs> oh like an God. S it, it looks like an edge with it looks like a note phone it's ridiculous <laughs> it it looks just like a note 5 in my opinion but with a slight curve on the left and right edges and a usb type c the end that's note 7 note 6 although what the hell are they going to call it dude i mean like i get that they'd want to do that like align the phones better maybe sell a couple more or something because that they sound similar they want to be on the same page i get it but there was even this new rumor going around, and of course, this might possibly just be due to poor tr- Google Translate or something, but one rumor says that they will release the Galaxy Note 6 and a Galaxy Note 7 that features like the curved display, one with a flat, one with a curve. Rumors, dude. So, like We could get a Note 6 that's flat, and then we'll get a Note 7 Edge that has... <laughs> I yeah. hope they don't do that. <laughs> There's no way, right? I I'm mean, kind of betting on there being one phone. It's going to be the Note 7, and that's it. And it's going to have an edge. I could, yep, totally. Although, I don't know about the, I don't know about the edge. I just I don't, don't know, know why we need two Note phones. We definitely Maybe don't. Seven, and it'll just have an edge. I don't know if it'll say edge. Right. And just, just to, to, one phone. to clarify with Kyle... Um, he says, how can you write properly on a curved display? Technically, the display is not curved or anything. It's flat, you know, on the top. But on the on the edges, there's a little bit of a curve. Again, I will uh, screenshot so everyone can see what I'm talking about. So right there is your uh, curved display. And uh, it looks pretty subtle curved on this compared yeah. to like the S7 edge, at least in this render, which is not official. Yeah, exactly. It's more like a Galaxy S6 Edge, maybe, instead of an S7 Edge, which is a bit more drastic, at least in my opinion. Um, This looks pretty flat, except for kind of the curves near the edge, so you can definitely still ride on it. That's not going to be a problem. This isn't like a taco phone or like a Galaxy Round or anything like that. This is uh, uh, just a subtle curve, as Kellen stated. So, But to me, I think it looks good. Yeah, it looks nice. if this was it and they just went to produce this, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, it looks nice. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. The note line's been great for a really long time. So has it? But yeah, the name the, thing. Yeah, I, I I think it was the Galaxy Note Four that was total trash. No, that Which was the had- first. That was the first metal version. It just had the. It had like a plastic back, but it was the first metal frame. The Note Three was Note where they three, put the faux leather. Stitching. Yes. Okay, yes, that one was yeah. trash. I mean, the phone was fine, but yeah, the design was pretty much trash. Yeah, the Note Two was probably the best one though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So back on Google News, uh, the information reported this week that Google Home is basically just a Chromecast inside of a speaker. Uh, I don't know that this is 
massive news and it also sort of makes sense. Um, so basically what they said was the, uh, the guy who worked on Chromecast, which is, what is his name? It's Marco something, right? Oh, Mario, Mario Kiros. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, he, he's the, basically the guy that invented or worked on the Chromecast and which has obviously been Google's most successful product. I would say probably most successful product, if anything, TV related product or home product. And so he's working now on Google home. And so it makes sense. Chromecast guy makes Google home has a Chromecast inside, but it also makes sense because it works like a Chromecast. It casts things everywhere, right? Like to audio, to video, to whatever, and it controls, and then it can, can it can talk to other Chromecasts because they're all like interconnected and whatever. Anyway, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It makes sense, but it was news. So we shared it. I mean, do you care? Is it, I mean, or were we expecting like this supercomputer inside Google Home that ran Android or something? Hell no. I mean, this is exactly what I was expecting, right? I mean, yeah. that, that it it's basically it's almost like an Android TV minus the Android. It's a Chromecast. That's all it needed to be. That's all it needs. It doesn't need like a ton of uh, processing power or anything like that. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. My so hope it, is though, if it is a Chromecast inside, maybe that means it'll be fairly affordable. Oh, dude, it's got to be. Because I think be I said initially a couple of weeks ago that I was thinking like two fifty, and I think you were way under that. You were like, no, no, no. I said one fifty, ninety nine, one fifty. It's got to be. So hearing this now, I'm almost thinking more like one fifty ish. I mean, I'm you have to stay. I, I mean, I have to stay on my two fifty. But I'm, I'm, I, I guess I should say I'm thinking you're probably more more correct than I am for sure. There. Well, I hope so. I mean, just like the Chromecast, it was one of the most widely and quickly adopted pieces of hardware Google's ever released. Mm-hmm. and it only costs like 30 35 bucks mm-hmm. that 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 makes sense you know you price it cheap and then all of a sudden google is in every home and uh super quick adoption it makes total sense so it does, yeah. have it be cheap and uh, i mean not cheap i mean just make it inexpensive yeah just make it 150 instead of like 250 or 200 yeah, under undercut echo because echo's a yeah. 180 so just make sure it's under that Think about all the Google searches people do. Even if they're an iPhone user, people still use Google search. So you allow someone to just put the power of Google search in their kitchen, in their living room, in their bedroom. Think about how many searches they will do. Like they can just talk to Google and it's more contextual, right? Because it's based on Google Assistant, Google. So people love that. And that's what I think attracts people to Alexa. It's kind of like having a little personal assistant in your home. Um, But she's a little bit limited due to her uh, inability to not need the prime services. So anyone with an Android phone, it's a must buy because hopefully you're using play music and things like that. So for me, it's an instant buy. Like, I don't care what it's running a Chromecast dongle. I don't care, dude. I mean, it looks cool. It's got the sweet little LED lights on top with the Nexus colors. That's hot. So bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, so another Google news, Google now on tap got an update this week that allows you to uh, basically search anything. You can specify text by sort of tapping to select. And then it also now works with images. Um, and on some phones, probably just Nexus phones, you can do like a live Google now on tap search when you have your camera up, if you're pointing it at like a bridge that's a, or a monument or something like that, that it, that it may recognize uh, it's actually very cool. Uh, we actually showed it going further where it will analyze an image. And if it finds text in that, you can then tap on the text in the image and then search Google now and tap by that. 
it's pretty awesome. Anyway, for me, it, it makes now on tap much more valuable because you used to like hold the now on tap button, it scanned the screen. Half the time it wouldn't find anything or half the time it'd find stuff that I didn't care about. But so now you can narrow that by tapping to select and uh, it's actually sweet. So I probably will start using it more, but I don't, it's rolling out now to everyone. So you should just get it if you have a marshmallow phone. So yeah, I will say I did not, um, I did not have it until I believe this morning when I got an update. So just the way everyone knows. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yep, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty, yeah. So, and it, the fact that Google really does just completely capture your whole screen and then you tap on almost anything is pretty crazy. Like our example was, it was this watch picture on, it was a picture of an Omega watch on Instagram and it was crooked. And mm-hmm. it said, you know, like, um, I think it's a chronometer on it. And then it had like the depth rating for it and all that stuff. And it took that, analyze it and then let you tap on it the chronometer which was angled and it was it's kind of crazy so very cool stuff from google google's always doing cool stuff although like at the same time i just feel like people may or could like abuse it not even abuse it but just do like gross things with it you know like taking a picture of something and then tapping on that but then google's computers deep neural net is like looking it over analyzing it like ooh, what is this just seems odd to me i mean i guess you could google now and tap penis pictures <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> boobies <Google's> analyzing <laughs> yeah it's gonna come out with a report in two years that says the average penis size and everyone's gonna be like oh my god it's way smaller than we all thought that'd be actually pretty interesting huh based off of google now that's, analytics that that's cool all right like, I think you could get medical with Google now by analyzing all of the discussed pictures everyone starts scanning. Oh, yeah, dude. I take a picture of this rash, like, and then I tap on it, and Google tells Seriously, me what the rash is. <laughs> Thank you, Google. I don't, I can skip the doctor visit. I know what this rash is. I mean, I'm pretty much, right? Rash. You just start scanning everything on your body, and Google's like, that's this. Yeah. Hashtag mysterious rash. Let's get that trending on Twitter, folks. Look at all, <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these ideas we're giving Google. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's rolling out now. Google app, update yours, and it should be there. Uh, let's see. So OnePlus 3 news. It's funny how OnePlus and the OnePlus 3 has dropped down to like the 15th topic on our show list. Because I, I don't want to say that no one cares, but they just did such a terrible job last year in their follow-up that it's tough to get really excited. But yeah, definitely. OnePlus 3 will be unveiled on June 14th in VR. And you can use any VR headset you have, even a little cardboard to watch the unveiling. And it's in their space station called the Loop or something. Uh, But in big news, no invites. So they're ditching the invite system going forward. Uh, Apparently, they're a real company now who doesn't just, you know, crowdsource invites or whatever the hell they were doing previously. (laughs) And uh, you'll be able to buy it for a couple hours um, in their VR store environment. So... If you want the phone really badly, that's where you'll buy it from. And then I think at like 3 p.m. Eastern on June 14th, they're just going to open it up in their normal store. So you can buy it like a normal non-VR human. Uh, But yeah, that's the 14th. So next Thursday, Motorola and Lenovo following Tuesday, OnePlus 3. So you got two new phones coming up to consider if you're interested. And uh, we have OnePlus 3 pictures and specs at this point because of... T E N A A. 
I don't know if you're supposed to say that as Tene Tana. Anyways, it's it's a, yeah, it is a uh, some sort of uh, official certification service that equipment needs to go through. It's probably like the FCC a little bit, but it's for China, and they out phones and things like that all the time. Um, so basically, they confirmed I think 5.5 inch full HD AMOLED display, four gig and six gig RAM. 3000 milliamp hour battery, Android 6.0.1, connectivity, um, dimensions. Like they basically told us everything and they even showed us pictures of it. And it really does look like the HTC One M9 along with an iPhone. I had a quick thing. Um, Kyle Ruggles again asks, one plus three daydream ready? I'll hold off until I know for sure. There's no, there's no possible way that this thing is daydream ready because for the daydream, the VR mode that is baked specifically into Android N, and the One Plus Three will not be launching with Android N. And plus, I, I the One Plus Three is probably going to launch running Oxygen OS, so it'll be running Marshmallow. There's no way it's got daydream ready or anything like that. Maybe in the future it could become daydream ready, but it's not going to be at launch. Period. End of discussion. <laughs> Well, I mean, it could be like the Nexus no. 6P is daydream ready. Yeah, if you put like on 8, the 10. if you put on the developer preview that's running Android N. Well, yeah, but like they're still saying it's ready. So, like when Android N launches this summer officially, like the 6P will be daydream phone. Sure, sure. So this Part- could theoretically, when it gets Android N, become a daydream phone, which is fine, but. From what we saw with the OnePlus 2 and OnePlus updating phones and with Oxygen OS, I just don't know. It he might said, be next June or something. Right. He said OnePlus 3 daydream ready. It could be in the future. It probably won't be almost certainly at launch. Well, yeah, at launch. Definitely not. But it could, yeah, right. like this fall if they issue an update. And, and I hope they announce that, right? Because they're launching in VR. And so they're kind of making this VR splash around the OnePlus 3. So hopefully they say, yes, it's obviously running Marshmallow now, but it'll get Android N and it'll have Daydream and it'll be ready for Daydream. I would hope so. I mean, if you're launching a phone at this point, like Motorola Moto and Lenovo, they better say the same thing. Like if Moto launches that phone, not that not having daydream would kill a phone because we're still talking about VR here. But if you're launching a phone now, like you better have talked to Google about what you need to make it daydream ready once Android N arrives. Yes. It's a good point. So Although anyways, that's one plus, one plus three. Does one plus care like what Google's doing? Because one plus has their headset. own VR headset now. Yeah. So I, I don't know if one plus cares to be honest with you. Well, I would think, um, you would be a really dumb company if you didn't get behind Google's VR, which your phone runs on Google's software, right? I mean, if you're running Android and Google's doing VR and you care about VR, you should probably make your phone capable. I probably wouldn't overestimate OnePlus. But that's the big thing is this is OnePlus we're talking about. And this is the company that told you NFC was trash and that no one needs it. <laughs> in a year where every other company said you need to get into mobile payments. Yeah. Well, so one plus, this isn't the first time they've even done a launch in VR, right? Last year's launch was also in VR and that went pretty terribly in my opinion. Um, wasn't, wasn't a good experience. Although it was kind of cool. They placed codes inside of the VR that you could like see and then get access to like for an invite. Oh, here's a code for an invite. Oh my God. Um, that, invites are 
crappy. So I'm really happy that they're moving away from that. Yeah. So they're apparently doing, I think it's June 6th or so next week. They're going to do in China, maybe only some sort of flash sale where you can kind of pre-order units. Yeah. Where you can pre-order the device if you're in China. Uh, and then that's it. But otherwise they said you can, you're going to be able to order the phone on June 14th. We don't know if that's a pre-order or not, but you can order the phone. We don't know if that means you're not going to get it for three weeks or if that means you'll get it in a week. Because there's no actual leaks really of this device, I get the feeling you're going to buy it and it will ship in like a month. Like it's just going to be a pre-order and in a month or two months and you'll be slotted in. Yeah. I mean like you'll be slotted in an order, right? Right. And you'll get your phone at some point. And I don't think like you're going to buy and get it next week. I think it's going to be a month or two down the road. But if you share a referral code, your order number will be bumped up and you'll get your phone sooner. (laughs) Like that's what's going to happen. You're going to place an order and then they're going to say to get your phone faster, do all this stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, then also due to overwhelming demand of 5,000 people trying to buy it, it's been pushed back a year. So, Yeah, so we, under, we overestimated we had, demands. <laughs> and, uh, we're now having to tweak a couple things in the manufacturing process, and we're, <laughs> we're out partying with Sagus, and so we just can't get this phone out. But it's still coming. There's no invites. Uh, here is a code, uh, which you can't redeem unless you share with five people. <laughs> And subscribe to our forums. Yeah, see, now I feel bad because we're underestimating. Like, OnePlus has launched phones, and they've been okay. So Their phones are fine, yeah. Yeah, I have faith that um, this launch will go off without a hitch, and everything will be fine. Everyone's going to be happy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't acknowledge that with a straight face. <laughs> without a hitch. All right, so anyway, OnePlus 3, June 14th. Uh, let's see. In sort of interesting news... Uh, this was also a week ago, but uh, who was it that reported this for a uh, Bloomberg? So Bloomberg reported that Google is getting an, more annoyed with the fact that manufacturers can't update phones in a timely manner. And so they have apparently created the Android update ranking system by manufacturer and potentially by carrier as well. And they're considering publishing it. Uh, so it's kind of like a shame list. And uh, the idea in theory, I guess, is that if you publish this shame list and show everyone who the terrible manufacturers and carriers are at updating phones, then maybe those carriers and manufacturers will potentially start updating faster because they don't want to be on the bottom of the list. Uh, I don't know that that would do anything, but I'm also uh, the type of person that says, like, why not do it? Because what if it does help? And look, if anything... It gives me and you and all of our readers who are in the market for a new phone to look at that list and say, okay, so Samsung or Motorola or whoever is the slowest. I like updates. I'll go buy this HTC phone, right? Like at least you can say. So while it may not change anything, some companies might care. Like HTC clearly seems to care about pushing out updates right now. So HTC might go, yeah, we're on top. HTC can push that and sell that. And then maybe HTC will come back. But like the idea is that consumers are more informed and then they can vote with their dollar. And then maybe Samsung will take notice or Motorola. I mean, you know, who knows if it will actually change, but that's my sort of thinking of the idea. Well, that's what I think Google's thinking of the idea is too. And I say, 
Oh yeah, like I, I'm the kind of guy who wants to see the world burn. So I say, publish the list. Yes. We were thinking about doing our own list. Like, okay, here are the companies that aren't so good at updating phones. But I mean, Google has the list, so I think they'll publish it. I mean, it would benefit consumers to know like who updates their phones, right? And the thing is, like, it's always sort of changing, right? Um, HTC, Motorola used to be really good about it, but maybe not so much anymore, depending on the phone, right? Especially if they partnered with Verizon for it. HTC used to be really good. Uh, Samsung used to be trash. Now they're getting better. LG has just always been trash. LG's gotten a lot better this in the last year, I would say. The G5, or not the G5, the G4 was updated pretty quickly. I suppose. I guess not on Verizon again. Although no, it does, it, it does seem to get one of the first ones to get marshmallow. That's yeah. true. All right, I take it back. LG, you're awesome. L- LG's got their software in general still, still sucks. They're but they're getting better at updating, which is a good thing. Exactly. Samsung is probably the slowest. What happened to LG? Like, did the G5 launch? Did anyone buy that? No, no one <laughs> did. But it is available. Thankfully, already running Marshmallow. Oh, Jim G says Donald Trump will publish the list. Of course, of course he would. He won it, though, he dude. He won it. No, he, he wouldn't. Uh, yeah, so, you know, a shameless. <laughs> I'm, to- I'm totally fine with a shameless. Totally. Uh, Eric uh, Ortiz says LG always comes out first in Poland. In Poland. Which <laughs> so they do. Every time when, yeah, every time yeah. a new version comes out, LG goes the first. Uh, so that they're going to do it again. The G5 in Poland will be the first phone non-Nexus to get Android in. And yes, it will only be in Poland. And no but, one lives in Poland. So no one will get that update. <laughs> every Polish person is a LG beta tester, obviously. Sell the G5 in Poland, but it'll get the update first. Like, has anyone actually looked into that? Like, every time it comes out, when they say that, like, Poland's G4s get the first to get marshmallow. And then, like, no one from Poland comes forward to be like, look, I got the update. Yeah, Yeah, that one does. I don't even know if it actually happens. Gonna have to do some type of investigative journalism into this. I'll have to fly to Poland. (laughs) I'm just gonna pre-write that post ahead of time and we'll just see if it happens that'd be cool <laughs> uh all right so in other news brief news sony's xperia x line which was announced way way back at mwc is officially coming to the u.s on june 26 uh well the xperia x is uh for 550 which is way the hell too much money and the x performance which is the phone you might want is coming a month later for 700 dollars, which is insane uh, these phones have 1080p displays and the performance has a Snapdragon 820. The regular X only has a 650 if three gig of RAM and SD card and marshmallow and smallish batteries mm-hmm. and Sony cameras that are probably okay. Uh, they're just, again, your kind of classic Sony phones that won't really impress anyone or they may have like four months ago, but now they're coming here and they're way overpriced and you probably should not buy them. Yeah. The, the, must be Canadian dollars. Seven hundred bucks for this thing? You got to be kidding me! So definitely seven hundred bucks for ten eighty p Snapdragon twenty three gig RAM, and our specs list fingerprint sensor because the international versions have fingerprint sensors. But I'm pretty sure they stripped those out for here, so you don't even get fingerprint sensor, and you have to spend seven hundred dollars. I mean, you've got to be kidding me! You could right now almost buy two Nexus six Ps with all the deals going on for that price. Give up, Sony. It's over. I mean, they really do. They just need to give up. 
And these phones look fine. I mean, they just look like all of their other phones. But yeah, it looks like a Sony phone. Yeah. I mean, seriously, people do not waste your money on that. I'm, I so, I'm sorry, Sony, but like no. that is just insane. Yeah, I kind of dig like the dark one, that kind of space gray one with the pink kind of reminds me of like DL. See, I kind of want the like pea green version. But... Oh, God, that looks terrible. Yes, no, it does. It looks terrible, but it might be fun. It might be. Yeah. So, yeah, stay away from those people. <laughs> stay far away from those. And those definitely <laughs> will not be daydream ready. Yeah, just stay down, Sony, stay down. That, that was a good comment. Oh, good job. Uh, also in phone news, Asus at Computex, which happened this week, big conference, tech conference in China. Uh, and Asus always announces stuff there. They announced three new phones. They're all under the Zenfone 3 family. And uh, they're kind of crazy, actually. We have the Zenfone 3 Deluxe, which is the higher end one, uh, even though it still only has a, a full HD display. But it uh, it's deluxe. Yeah, it's 5.7 inch, Snapdragon 26 gig RAM, 23 megapixel Sony sensor, fingerprint reader, big battery, Type C, uh, fancy audio, fancy camera software. I think it even comes with a 256 gig internal storage option, which is awesome. It's one of the first Android phones with that. It's the world's first full metal smartphone with invisible antenna design. That's right. Which is they were bragging about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it actually looks kind of dope. The backside reminds me of the OnePlus phones with the, uh, like the yeah, the grip tape back, which is kind of kind of neat. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting looking phone. It's different. It's different for sure. So that's the deluxe, and that is five hundred bucks when it goes on sale. Not a bad price for all that stuff. Although it's still full HD, it's not even quad HD. Uh, the regular Zenfone three, similar phone dumbed down a little bit and some specs, obviously processor Ram, um, but it has the same camera and uh, it's super cheap. It's like two fifty, So that's a pretty good price. They all have fingerprint readers and things like that. And then they also announced the Zenfone ultra, which apparently I called the Zenfone four ultra for some reason. Um, it is, has a 6.8 inch full HD display, but it's only got a Snapdragon 652 processor, which is just ridiculous. Uh, and it, it'll cost four seventy nine. 6.8 inch is huge phone. Yeah, I don't know why boy. you would buy this thing, but you might. Um, because if you want to game on that with a Snapdragon 652, like good luck. Uh, but so. anyway, so yeah, Zen phones, there's lots of them. Uh, I used the Zen phone two when it first came out and, uh, it was not fun. Uh, it was sort of premium and it had sort of decent specs and it was sold unlocked on Amazon for a couple hundred bucks. And I remember there was some excitement around it. I used it and it was not fun. So I don't, I haven't used these phones. I'm not going to judge them immediately, but I'll just tell you the Zen phone two was not a good phone. So I, I don't have high hopes for them, but they could be good. Good we'll to see. know. Uh, all right. So to wrap everything up, this is just because I want one, but uh, Samsung announced a Batman version of the Galaxy S7 Edge a week or so ago. It's not actually called the Batman S7 Edge. It's called like the Galaxy S7 Edge Injustice, Injustice Edition. Whatever, yeah. And it has to do with Batman. Injustice, Gods Among Us, the game that I think is like three years old or something. 
Um, anyways, <laughs> they made a Batman phone and it looks awesome. It's all blacked out, but it's got gold trim and Batman and gold, like bat logos and gold and things. It's just an S7 Edge, but they made it Batman ish. Comes in a fancy box with like a Batman case and a special Batman VR, Gear VR. It looks pretty awesome. It looks super sick. I mean, I reached out to Samsung and they said, we do not have any information related to plans to release in the US, nor do we have access, I mean, to the phone in general. So it's probably not something, it's kind of like the Iron Man phone, right? You'll see it hit online for like three grand and it's limited probably uh, highly. Although why, why, why obviously people want it. I mean, this is the phone you could sell. Mm-hmm. So you sell a package, make it like a thousand bucks, Batman phone, gear, VR, all that stuff. People would buy that stuff, dude. I know plenty of nerds who love Batman. Make a Spider-Man one, make a Hulk one. People I would drop would any it. phone right now for this phone. Oh, I totally agree. Even with the ugly like Batman dialer skin, like I don't care. Like I just want. Oh, I would just change the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about any of that. That's easy. So, yeah, easy Batman phone with the gold bat on the back, super hot. It's only launching in China, Singapore, Korea, Latin America, and Russia. Well, it says others to be announced soon, but come on, they probably made like fifty of these things. Yeah, because it comes in a special edition box with all this stuff. It's probably a thousand bucks, and it no one will buy it because it's like a thousand bucks. Yeah, they they don't want Batman over there. Yeah, Batman. why don't why don't we want Batman? Why why does Samsung think we don't want Batman? I don't know. That pisses me off. It does sort of piss people. But off. yeah, we tried to get one. They did send one to the Verge. I saw this week, and I think they're the only ones that got one. Well, why so even bother, really right? I mean, why make American? people like desire it when we can't have it i mean they're giving it to us because we would give it lots of love and then we would give it away oh totally the first is gonna put it in a closet probably now maybe they'll give it away i hope they give it away i hope someone gets it unlikely yeah probably unlikely but that would be awesome i feel like someone deserves to use it and i just don't think they will use it is all i'm saying a batman fan needs it so a Batman fan needs it, yes, in yeah. America because they're not releasing it here. Like you'd be the only dude in America with the Batman phone. That'd be kind of awesome dope. Be- John yeah. John Ledger would get it. Hell with that guy. Uh, I don't. I don't dislike John Ledger. He's just so annoying. So we we didn't say Uncarrier Eleven. We didn't talk about that. The last thing actually, Uncarrier Eleven happening June. Uh, Speaking 16th. of John Ledger, no six. Six, I think. Yep. It's next Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, it's six six sixteen, which is totally awesome. And or is it Monday. Is it Monday? It's Monday. Monday. Monday at ten AM Pacific on Carrier Eleven. Sorry. Oh yeah. And they are cranking it to eleven, the graphic uh detailed mm-hmm. uh explain, going all the way to eleven, just like Nigel and Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great. I hope that um I hope it has something to do with heavy metal. <laughs> It won't, but I mean, John's preparing for it. Like he, it must be nice when you're the CEO. You don't have to pay celebrities to hype crap up. You just do it yourself because everyone loves you. You know. Have you looked at his Twitter following? He's got like a couple million followers. Yeah. I don't know why he's that popular. I mean, like I get he talks a lot, but he's the CEO of T-Mobile. Like Verizon CEO probably doesn't have two million followers. It's well, crazy, actually. I and I know he's he's he wants people to follow him and he talks to T-Mobile customers. I, I right. get it. He does stuff that no other CEO does. And I get that, but it, it doesn't seem kind of weird that like the CEO of your wireless carrier, you follow him on Twitter. Like, I guess, but at the same time, it it 
it the end game is results and that's what he's getting right i mean yeah. they're getting more people every every mm-hmm. uh, every other quarter and he's very charismatic like as as much as like some of the stuff he says is like totally batshit crazy very charismatic and maybe there's a reason he is bat crap crazy because he is batman he will get the batman phone he is definitely not he might be he had the batman thing in his locker in the latest teaser he put up so this dude's straight up he thinks he's Batman. That's that's what's weird about it. Like he really actually thinks he's, he's Batman. He calls himself <laughs> Batman, which is really annoying. Like pink Batman or something. John, I get it. You did some good things for a while. Now you're not doing so many amazing things, but you're not Batman, bro. <laughs> I think he's funny. I, I just like the crappy talks, dude. I mean, because like, who else would do that in this, in this industry, right? Of all stuck-up, stiff CEOs who were 90... Like he's funny. He relates no, I to the kids. Some, I guess I find him funny. Some funny sometimes. I, I think I'm just tired of the show. I just like the now. A lot of it feels forced. Like he, yeah. like he's when he's talking trash. Like instead of just sharing cool news that his company's doing, he like goes out of his way to talk about other CEOs and trash them. And it just like when it was in the sure. moment where they say something dumb, I get it. But now it just feels like he's going out of his way to be like, yeah, dumb and dumber. <laughs> and then like, he says worse things. And I just kind of go, come on, John, it's just like make cool things for your customers and talk about that. And then react when those other guys do something dumb, but don't like go out of your way to just talk shit. I don't know. It's just, it gets kind of old. I, hear you. I, I appreciate some of the stuff he's done. Just keep doing good stuff, John. You got it. I'll let him know. And you're not Batman. You're not Batman. I am yeah. Batman. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Copa not- America tonight. USA. USA. I know you probably don't know what Copa America is. Yeah, what the hell is Copa America? Is that like a wine or something? No. I mean, there's probably going to be lots of whining. It's just yeah. a big soccer tournament here in the U.S. It's happening here for the first. It's like the biggest soccer <laughs> tournament in the U.S. since world. since we hosted the World Cup in '94, which is really funny because like it has no impact on World Cup, like getting an invite or something. It's basically just a big soccer tournament that really doesn't mean anything other than there's a bunch of big uh, countries playing in it. It's basically South America versus Central North America. Sixteen teams. USA is a part of it. When does that start? Tonight. Oh, see, I, I had no idea it even existed. Like, no news is reporting it. Very Tonight. interesting. Uh, you're just not watching the right news. I guess. <laughs> I need to watch Soccer's Digest or no, something. I mean, like, any sports network has been talking about it. Because huh. they're trying to hype it and make it a big deal. Interesting. Uh, I'm on like, ESPN sometimes, and all they ever talk about is Steph Curry and LeBron James. So, I, I don't even think other athletes true. exist besides LeBron James and uh, Steph Curry. It's Fox doing that has the rights to it. So ESPN probably not talking that much about it. All but, right, uh, so Fox. USA versus Columbia tonight in Levi's Stadium, your old home turf. What? All right, cool. All right. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. But like Argentina's in it. It's a little messy action. USA. Brazil's USA. in it. Although Neymar's not playing. So that's weak. I was just going to say, is Neymar playing? But no. No. So that's how unimportant Copa America really is. Because Neymar is like, no, nah, I'm going to play in the Olympics. Oh, okay. Well, that's because Brazil's hosting the Olympics. But anyway, uh, I don't know what to talk about. It's going to be 100 degrees here in Portland. Tim and I might not survive if we go outside this week. So we'll hopefully see you guys next week. Anything else? Parting we, words? Uh, yeah, so um, Mike is asking that uh, 
thought we were going to talk about the one plus three dude the show started at uh 10 a.m you're an hour and a half late sorry we already talked about the one we already talked about everything we, if we you guys show up late what do you expect I'm we sorry. did already mike sorry yeah we, we talked had about lots everything. of nice things to say yeah this is our longest show of all time and you missed everything it's a pretty long show hour and a half almost yeah uh yeah but mike it was uh about the 15th topic so if you just wait till we're done and just jump right into about the hour mark you'll probably hit the uh, one plus maybe the hour 15 mark and you'll probably uh, hit one plus stuff yeah um kathleen asked a question but i'm having troubles figuring out what she says i really want to know why they're making the samsung sit down totally for three hours i don't know i don't know yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I would love to answer any question. If you guys have a question, tweet it at us, and I'll be more than happy to reply. For sure. Shameless plug. All right. Uh, oh, one other random note. Our Instagram account is pretty active these days, and yeah. because it's so active, we rewarded a whole bunch of people with free Google Play credit because they're followers on Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, which is droid underscore life, just like our Twitter is you might want to follow us there. Cause we do give away stuff. And when we give away stuff on there, we don't necessarily talk about it anywhere else. So just a little pro tip there, follow us on Instagram and uh, yeah, you might just win free stuff. Yes. Yeah. Free stuff is good. Um, we may have another contest going up there like next Monday to be mm-hmm. exact. So I can't say what it is or anything like that. It's pretty cool. No big deal, but yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. This was episode 111. We're Joy Life. Peace. Peace.